Hello. Welcome to Forbidden Cinema. Tonight we're going to party like it's 1999. <laughs> All right. 2000, zero, zero. Party over with. Okay. Out of time. Oh, man. What a... Yeah, we're, we're like 20 years now. <laughs> right, right, right. We're, we're still here. We're all still here. We all thought it was going to be over. The Y2K didn't get us. The COVID might. Might. Don't so, know. Yeah. Still still holding out on that. But Y2K did not get us. Inside we baseball. Survived. We usually record these things ahead of time. This one is recorded in real time, and things are looking crazy. They're wacky, y'all. Go out and get your vaccine right this moment. We're not going to hedge on anything. Go get vac- Go get your vaccine. Wear a mask. Do your part. Be Our last po- episode was great. We were traveling the world. Everything was great. Everything was looking fine. Everything was looking fantastic. And now, uh, boy. <laughs> Three weeks and down the fucking tubes. <laughs> All right. So hit the theme song. <laughs> I can't even think of how our theme song goes, so we'll just let it do its thing. Anyway, so 1999, we watched American Pie. So we are at the tail end of the Forbidden Timeline. Sort of. If anybody out there wants to go past 1999, we're listening. But 1999 is about, we were both... When this movie came out, we were of age, could legally see this film in the theater. What was the, no, well, what was the date on this in 1999? It was summer of 1999. You could legally see this movie. Okay. But this is where I will throw in. Baptist guilt? Yes. Baptist Baptist guilt guilt and self-censoring at this point. (laughs) Because now that I've, I had become an adult. You became a woman. Uh, ugh, <laughs> ew, ew, gross. You're going to say flowers and shit now. Ew. Um, at 18, been fully indoctrinated into what I believed or what we believed. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to fully disclose, like, I'm not going to say I fully departed from the beliefs of my people. But definitely there was like, I think at looking at this movie, I did not go see this movie in the theater. I think I would have looked at this and thought it was very lowbrow. It was very beneath me. I think that's very much the way that I would have posited my beliefs and censored it as such. Is like this was like gross humor and boy humor and like wasn't something I was interested in because I was I was more highly I was yeah, I was more important than this. Yeah, see I think I went to this specifically because I have Baptist guilt. And I'm almost nineteen when this movie comes out mm-hmm. and I can legally see it and like take that fools. I'm grown. I'm grown. I'm grown and like there's probably going to be boobies in it and then like oh man like there's something to learn from this there's a lot but, but also there's a, there's the difference of so we're 6 months apart in age but that's a year in school mm-hmm. so this is the summer after I graduated from high school this is the summer after you'd already been away to college so I think that's a huge thing right oh huge absolutely yeah i mean when i'm in college i'm being an adult, going out and doing grown-up things, and I mean, sort of Stanley Kubrick movies. <laughs> Expanding we'll probably your get horizon. to eyes wide shut at some point. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Yeah. So, I mean, with this, 
I don't honestly don't have a big remembrance of this movie. I'm trying to think, okay, like the summer after I graduated, I would have been on mission trip probably. Like that that was that was the thing too. So like so retro back every summer and as high schoolers, we went on a mission trip to, we didn't go outside of the country. We recognize, at least we recognize that there was service to be done in our own country. Super woke for middle-aged youth pastors in the 90s that like, there's problems here. True, true, true. So, but our, our structure of our mission trips were that as a youth group member, so this this is a fail a fail of Baptist culture that we came from, but it's probably a fail across the board that once you graduate from high school, like they don't have a place for you until you're <laughs> they don't know what you do and producing or, little baby Baptists. or you're single again. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really know what to do with you. but but this our mission trips in the summertime extended to the summer after you graduated from high school, you were still allowed to go. And I didn't go. Was it? I was invited to this one, and I was like, "Nope, deuces out. I'm not in." I don't even know. I'm like, going out to rock and roll shows. I'm going actually, to see. Actually, I might have been able to go one year past. Yeah, too. you would have been. And I think I did. I think I went to everyone that I could have. So I would have probably been on mission trip when this came out. So I would have been doing God's work at the time, um, which probably involved either um, some sort of service project some stupid person got injured on so then we all had to sit <laughs> around and just wait for them at the emergency room or uh, we here's mentally struggling children of drug addicted parents who are 11 and suicidal and like okay here you 16 you 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 16 year old you're in charge you yeah. have some 13 and 14 year old students that are under you and go handle these there was a lot of real children life in real problems like figure it out cool go for it yeah we dealt with i mean in this we dealt with violent children from violent households without any supervision and also too we have briefly talked about my excellent salesmanship (laughs) at the same time that you know i was also convincing my high school peers to sign up for true love weights i probably had some children meet jesus maybe they really meant it or didn't mean it i don't know but there were some quotas to fill if i were to shave my beard you could see the scar on my face we were in an active construction zone and a child hit me with a board with a nail in it that's tough i mean that and i was 16 17 years old and and like here you're in charge of this children these children's eternal salvation or right. damnation. Right, there was a lot. There was a lot. Like, so go 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 do God's work. Cool. We're going to table that. <laughs> that's that's where we come from what we still hold like did we do the right thing? Did we not do the right thing? I don't know. But at the summer of 1999, there was a so now it's time pie. to get laid. Right, apparently Stand so. Laid chair. Apparently so. Let's get laid before prom. Um, says Rowan Gardner, who no one knows ever again. Rowan Gardner's kind of an ass in this film. Totally. We did get, hey, going back to Teen Wolf and Jenny's complete disparagement of Pizza Hut 
for her salvation, Papa John's. We do have a kid in King Arthur's Court on a uh, DVD in just a cardboard container that I did get from Papa John's for getting delivery one time. Okay. Well, there you go. There's our Rowan Gardner connection. Where you go, Rowan Gardner? Yeah, he w- I he I I definitely have that in my notes of like and he gone. <laughs> um and I think it's f- truly potentially from his rallying of him being I mean like the one who was like sex 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 like can't really tell my girlfriend that I love her. I mean, I have a list kind of at the end, and this is really coming to the end, like of the four categories, I guess, of the guys who are trying to get laid before they graduate. And we've got the guy who's in in like the long term couple, which he says I've put in a I've put in months worth of time. <laughs> but of all of them, it's the long term couple, and they feel like you know this is the thing they should do, and is lackluster, and they're both kind of regret it. Um, you can you can tell to a certain degree. Then you've got the new couple of the guy who's like kind of trying out being sincere, and it's very romantic, and he actually does not say. Whether or not they had sex, I think that they do, but he doesn't share it. And he kind of takes takes the brunt, potentially, of not having... He takes the high road. He does take the He's high road. He's not a great actor, but he really takes the high road. He does take the high road. And I kind of think, actually, potentially, at some point, he was maybe in relationship with Katie Holmes prior to oh, Tom man. Cruise. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. He was also in Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. And so I'll never forgive him for that. Was is that why they were doing some like Asian like subtitle? Blah, 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 you know, no, like, no, 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 no. That was way after. That was way like after. Kruk, like while she was heavily involved in Nexium. Oh, like yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But then we had like dude who just like he, he's just hapless, hapless, hapless. Excellent physical com like comedian, Jason Biggs, um, and Allison. Allison Hannigan. Thank you. And, you know, he's like, I just got used. Like, he's just he's just trying to figure it out. And he shout out to Allison Hannigan. I don't know. It, this is probably post Buffy. I would say Buffy was 96 or 97. And this probably. is 99. So yeah. she's a couple of years into Buffy. Mm-hmm. So I discovered the Whedon verse late. And Whedon is apparently problematic now. Uh, but, yeah, shout outs to her. I mean, she has been in. 15 seasons of syndicated television she she's is a worker rich as hell she probably right is now. her and Alex- her husband who was in one season of buffy and then a couple seasons of angel and how i met your mother well just as a randomly as a random like, i think everyone's significant other she's the was a in there of that relationship she is but they seem happy and cute so that's yeah. great um and then you I mean, I, I, except for mph and his man like is there anybody in hollywood that seems more in love maybe john legend but i think maybe tom hanks and 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 rita wilson that's true it, it, it's good we didn't lose them to covid yeah it's true very much so. We needed them for guidance. But <laughs> um, and then we've got like fourth. We've got Finch. We've got Finch holding out, and we've got our our uh, the graduate relationship happening there. So that's just kind of happenstance. So you know we have every essence I think of a relationship potentially, or any kind of t- 
type of hookup you can have. You've got your long-term hookup. You've got your just like whirlwind romance, like sincere hookup. You've got your actual like one night stand hookup. And then you've got your kind of mm, predatory hookup, maybe like just, I don't know, like May, May, December romance. I don't know. But they think they really rounded out what we typically see. But we all get there. They all get there in very different ways. But let's kind of roll back to beginning. So what's your experience in the, with this in the history of film? This in the history of film, I think I avoided it. Like I said, I thought it was just kind of trash. Um, you know, it wasn't for me. It wasn't what I was about. I don't... I think the first one I saw in the theater was American Wedding. Okay. And then gone back and seen the rest of them. Okay. You know, at various points, but... See, I was there opening weekend on this. No. And I was allowed. I was grown. I was an adult. And boy, the Baptist guilt kicks in. But this was a good movie. It had some really... It's a good movie, but it, it definitely, like, I would say probably... I don't know, like, the laugh out loud moments that I have... I still think would have been the laugh out loud moments that I would have had then because I've never really been into like kind of gross out humor. So I don't know, but I can't say. Right. I I feel like this movie you got there, you wanted an 80s sex comedy updated for 1999 and you got it, but you got breakfast club updated for 1999 too. And that wasn't what was advertised, but it, it, it was there. True. It was. You got this, portrait of what it was like to be a teenager at the time and yeah i don't think that was what they said you were gonna get but you got it anyway i think the very beginning of this movie is exactly where we lived i mean right at the beginning his mother refers to scrambled porn as illegal (laughs) channels (laughs) and even stifler talks about it later like illegal channels like they're not illegal i mean they're they're not paid for, um, but they're not illegal, like against the the law, you know, technically. I mean, he shouldn't be watching them. He's 18, but there's a lot of things that are, they're drinking constantly and they're 18, but that doesn't seem to be a thing. Yeah. I, I said that like the opening, like the school montage when everybody's arriving at school and just talking in their groups and it's introducing an ensemble cast and you're mm-hmm. trying to get every person and like what they're about all at once. Give me more of that. Absolutely. And then all of them driving up in their really crappy cars. Yes, yes. Like nobody once has crappy again, cars crappy anymore. Car. Like, can we get more crappy cars in movies? Like cars have personality as much personality as people. Yes. And they, they definitely represent like who you are. I mean, they represent a lot, like what, her, where you are socioeconomically and where you are like from a taste standpoint and tons of stuff. But everybody's yeah. just in like a rando Ford Taurus now or. I don't just, even think Ford Taurus, like Ford Taurus is like a parent car when we were. Yeah, but that's just everybody's in just a very random sedan now. I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like we, I mean, we'd have to go like look at a high school parking lot, which probably would be illegal for us to even be in a high school parking lot (laughs) to know what people are driving because i mean at the time when we were high schoolers like honda civics and all of that people driving every car that had ever existed for the last 30 years there's people in porsches there's people in 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 woody station wagons there's people in volkswagens there like when we were in high school everybody was just in 
whatever car was around right like whatever, whatever was available you could get to that was available that you could afford i was lucky like there we we had like my my grandparents old like buick something in the driveway that like i, I can't believe my parents didn't make me drive like it seems like, so stephanie plum <laughs> like the ceiling was like falling down you remember like cloth ceilings in cars and they like would like lose traction and just kind of dip oh i remember like with my dad taking the contact cement and pounding on the ceiling of our car to get the <laughs> felt to stick to the top yeah, so I didn't have to drive that really because I don't think anyone ever like replayed it or titled it. But my first car, which wasn't until senior year, and really came from me just saying like, "Can can I have a car so I'm not late to school anymore?" Because <laughs> y'all can't get me to school in time. But was a Saturn, um, oh, twin cam okay. was my first car. I had a 1990 Hyundai Sonata. Yeah, mine was. I think it was like a 91 or 92. Like, so it was pretty late. This was 1999. Okay. A Hyundai Sonata right now is one of the most reliable cars on the planet. Yeah, your car was not. Mm. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were at the dam. I was meeting some girls and I was trying to turn the heater on and the lever to turn the heater on just went out the passenger side window into the bushes into a bunch of poison ivy and so my air was on full blast for the entire like two winters in a row <laughs> it uh, it had one of those automatic seat belts oh i had those too and it tried to strangle you, you. <laughs> every once I'm in a sorry, while dave i can't do that that was yes. way before the teslas were like burning people alive right yes this i was... it would definitely would like lock in and you were like oh i can't get out i mean but it didn't have also, a, like a lock release yeah but... it would when you opened up the door the seatbelt would come down yes and my car the door didn't fully latch so i just had some shoelaces that i tied the door shut <laughs> but if you hit a speed bump or something the door would flop open and the seatbelt back like, every time you oh hit a bump. mine would like sometimes it would just go too tight like it was just like <laughs> like you're like oh like it was tighter than it normally would um okay but, but yeah i had the the hot like you buckled the bottom yourself and then the top was like attached to the door um that only lasted for a period of time that was not something that lasted very long but um, definitely had the uh the the blue smoke coming out the back like God help you if you got stuck behind me in traffic. <laughs> because the thing, it did 33 miles to the gallon of gas. It also mm -hmm. did about 120 miles to the quart of oil. <laughs> yeah, that's not great odds. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think my car is like 7,500 miles. And I drive an SUV right now <laughs> to, the, um, supposedly, I don't know. But, but yeah, so I have. You know, crappy cars that have the Mountain Dew machine. I have Mountain Dew in high school. Oh, yes. my God. Hey, Mountain Dew comes from just right down the road from us. There are murals on my way to go get my massages and go to my uh, sensory deprivation tank. Bougie. <laughs> hey, I work really hard, okay? You do. You I'm do. from the ghetto. I grew up Poe, and I did okay for myself. And that's like the one rich white thing that I've got is is going to temperature deprivation tanks and taking a nap and getting a massage. That's fine. But yeah, we I, I go right down where Mountain Dew was invented, and there's a big mural there, and it's great. Nashville murals are, f you Banksy. Nashville murals are the best murals on the planet. 
they're they're legendary you can take with so much instagram i mean like when covid isn't i don't know what the the social distancing situation is with taking a picture with a mural is now but you would have to have lines either for hattie b's hot chicken or to take your picture at at a nashville mural yes but so for those of you who aren't familiar with mountain dew maybe you're familiar with mellow yellow and it's not the same thing uh all right it's a similar vibe it's a similar taste it's it's yellow coke yellow dope if y'all have heard some oh wow yellow dope man you're really getting into some mountains there babe who's i mean i forget who stand-up that is but i don't even know stand-up i just know that from like people's parents i know but but for real like so it's a citrusy soda so it's like it's it's in the realm it's not mountain dew i mean all of obviously y'all y'all have been to a taco bell if you've never been to a convenience store and just driving down the side of the road, there's a gas station, you go in, there's like taxidermy everywhere and all the taxidermy says, taken by Dale Gribble. And you're like, isn't that the guy from King of the Hill? And there's a Appalachian-style lady and her Appalachian-style spawn and he's wanting to get some, some moon pies and some Mountain Dew for dinner. And she says, that's not going to stick to your ribs. Why don't you get yourself some Cheetos? That's from some stand-up, isn't that? No, I saw that in real you life. You saw that? Is that yes. Am I confabulating that's, that, that's stand-up? Part of, that, that's my five minutes your... of stand-up that I'm working on. Sorry. I, I TM, 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 TM. That's not going to stick to your ribs. Why don't you get yourself some Cheetos? Is something I experienced. I would think moon pies would stick to your ribs. That's my experience. But um, so... Y'all have been to Taco Bell. There's various incarnations of Mountain Dew. I mean, there's like what, what Code Red and Baja and oh Baja Breeze Mountain Dew. Get two thirds Baja Breeze with one third original. Whoa! <laughs> I'm I'm not a Mountain Dew uh, aficionado or or convert, but it, it's citrus caffeinated soda. Is Jenny's parents when we very first started dating, they would all drink milk with dinner, and I would want. Like I'm sorry, no, 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 no. We're talking about eating cake. Cake. It was dessert. And you wanted Mountain Dew Code Black with dessert instead of milk. I'm sorry. Milk's not a drink. Milk is absolutely what you want with cake. Milk's cow food. Whatever. We're not even getting into that. We're like (laughs) so far into this that we haven't talked about anything. We're 23 minutes in and we're still in the opening credits. We haven't talked about anything. Um, So I just have, okay, I have illegal channels. Um, Ariel is so hot. I have, remember when Tara Reid was adorable? She was adorable. Totes adorbs. And no, 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 no. Trying to throw any sort of shade on plastic surgery, on on histories of drug abuse, on there there are many serious issues and body images, and and I I think that you know her Sharknado movies that she's really kind of come full circle into yeah. you know being an adult actress and but remember when she was just a pleasure to see on screen? She was adorable. I mean, she still sounded like she smoked how I don't know how many packs a day, but. But she and Miley Cyrus, same For thing. those of you who don't know me well, Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. Is one of my absolutely favorite movies. Yeah, so she is a part of that. So yeah, um, Ariel is so hot. 
is, is something that they say. It's talking about Ariel as in like the Little Mermaid. Um, crappy cars, Mountain Dew. Then I have skirts, tees, cardigans. Oh, there are so many sweaters. <laughs> I I mean, this is this is my life. Like skirts with a pattern, with a t-shirt or a tank top with a completely different pattern, and then a cardigan with some chunky, chunky ass, almost styrofoam-like sandals. I'm, I wore this so much in high school in 1999. The only thing I didn't see was a plaid shirt with the top button buttoned and every other button unbuttoned. I didn't see that. I... I where did this take place? Uh, Michigan? I think that's a California thing. Uh, see, I, it was I all over the place in in, in Mount Juliet. In Mount Juliet? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to say something that, like, I think technically that is, like, cholo style. Huh. Technically. That's, like, a Hispanic appropriation type of culture. Gotcha. Well, there was a lot of white dudes with, like yellow blonde dyed hair and jinko jeans and one button tie up on there whatever with like a less than jake t-shirt underneath that was with a less than jake t-shirt oh damn less than jake i caught the sweatiest grossest less than jake t-shirt from the drummer of less than jake at uh what is it 321 um 328 performance hall 328 performance hall yeah yeah even some of you that probably do know us don't know that Jenny was in several punk bands that would eventually, like, years later become kind of a thing. You know. You know, you know. <laughs> like. I mean, the only CD you're on is Crystal Gale. The only CD I'm on is DeGarmo and Key. But... Right. And, I mean, and any of all who are familiar with uh, Mrs. Kabobble's Caboose, like, <laughs> she was my choir director when I was in Nashville Children's Choir. But, but yeah, like, less than Jake. You know, yeah. Is it? Should we skip ahead a little bit that we're talking about people that used to be in a band? Sure. I mean, Blink One Eighty Two is in this movie. Yes. And Scott Rayner is credited. We both saw Travis Barker. I, maybe I'll have to go back and examine the. But I didn't see. Okay, so deeper. who? But who? Okay, three dudes in. You've got Mark Tom. Yeah. And you've got a guy with a monkey, and I'm pretty sure that's Travis Barker. Travis Barker was there. Mark Tom, but that's not. Uh, Mark and Tom are the two guys that have been in Blink One Eighty Two forever. But Mark, Mark, Mark is like main dude, right? Kind of, because I feel like the third dude that I saw was not the third dude I dude I was used to seeing. So but, I feel like Travis Barker was there and Mark was there, but maybe Tom wasn't I think there. Travis was there. I don't know. We needed to go deeper on that and just like freeze frame it and like, see like who's really looking into Blink One Eighty Two. I think Blink One Eighty Two needs a monkey. I mean, they got a monkey in this movie. The super friends have a monkey. Like, should, the monkeys never had a monkey. So let's just look at that. Like, if you're a band, should we get a monkey? Monkeys I, are a lot of work. Primate ownership has a lot of ethical dilemmas to it. Absolutely. But if you're I think a band, friends told us it was complicated. If you're a band and you have a monkey and it's just in your videos, and it's just in your band, it's on stage with you, and you treat it okay. I could kind of be okay with a monkey being like the fifth member of the band. That's fine. Like if they want to deal with all that, but it feels like there's a lot of work with a monkey. Like a monkey you would think would be cool, like like a any kind of regular pet, like a dog, but like they just seem like they take so much work and they're 
dirtier and grosser. I don't know. All through dinner, we've been listening to Dude Ranch and Cheshire Cat era Blink-182. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think they're fine without a monkey. They probably are glad they chose not to have a monkey as part of the group. And then I have, so yeah, like all the fashion, the fashion I felt like straight on with. Um, then Mochaccinos. <laughs> oh, man. What was Starbucks culture right at this point? Oh, man. I don't know. But Finch, I mean, he's like wearing his his uh tweed blazers mm-hmm. and drinking brandies and mm-hmm. mochaccinos with his vespa that he doesn't know how to ride like that's you dude there but for the grace of god go on by the grace of god you just don't have a vespa <laughs> <laughs> i hey, our neighbors have a vespa like their teenage son has a vespa with a bunch of like graphite drawings on the side of yeah, old, it's super like, cool. Yeah, 70s, 80s skate culture stuff. And it is awesome. And I would, I'm so in awe of him. Yeah. So I just was curious. Like, it's something we look at. Like, I mean, I know, I don't remember drinking a lot of Starbucks as a high schooler, but in college, we had like, um, Starbucks proudly brewed by Barnes and Noble as part of our bookstore. <laughs> and, like every day at some point, I remember what year it was. Like I drank a frappuccino, a mocha frappuccino every single day. I feel it was like, like what I had drinks, for lunch. Someone who drinks brandy and eighteen-year-old scotch probably doesn't drink a mochaccino. Scoff at a mochaccino. They, they would, they would drink some sort of just strike straight espresso, like a cafe brev, or at the most, that's a lot of cream. They drink an americano or a, brev like, or or a latte yes. or a cappuccino. Yeah, they would definitely scoff at a mochaccino. But like I drink a mocha frappuccino every single day, so much so that like the chick who ran the cafe there was like, we changed the mocha recipe. I don't think <laughs> most people would notice, but you might because you were here every single day. That's what I had for lunch. I had like the brownie chunk mochaccino. Oh, wow. Yeah, like that went was hardcore. Serious. And then I just went to like, oh, like latte it's a big difference it's a big difference yeah but i think that's the thing like yeah from like coffee culture you start like super sweet and then just kind of pair yourself off a but i still drink cocoa mocha martha <laughs> oh at uh, rocket town at rocket town we've already talked about rocket town Rocket still town, a thing town. i think well i think i don't know about because it's a social uh, place so i don't know what it is right now no, we don't know about anything with co- like sorry guys like We've recorded ahead of time a lot of this stuff, and last week we were just getting back from Mexico, and everything was great, and the world was opening back up, and it's probably been four weeks since we recorded that, and the world is not in Totally different, so we so. don't know, but so just kind of, like, yeah, I'm just curious, like, let's look into, like, Starbucks culture um, at that time, but then also to the Terminator, like... How far removed is the Terminator from the Shermanator? 15 years? Yeah, so that's kind of what I thought. He was making a very dated, like, reference for his life affirm- like affirmation. I feel like in part two, Natasha Leone specifically says that. Like, hasn't it been, like, 20 years since that movie came out and you're still doing that? <laughs> Maybe so. All right, so we can move on to that. So then I, I have, have mouthwash. Mouthwash. They're at the hot dog place. Right. Mouthwashing, checking their breath. And just one I, dude, just 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 Finch. All the I rest can think are of like gum. Is the bathroom at our at our uh, ballroom dancing studio, <laughs> and they have a mouthwash station. And I'm just like at the urinal, just like doing what you do at a urinal. And like seven guys come in, 
to the bathroom and just like mouthwash and leave, mouthwash and leave, mouthwash and leave. I understand like when you're dancing, you're close. Right. But I don't fully, I feel like mouthwash culture and like 70s swing or something. And I just, I feel like maybe I missed a beat there. Probably so. I feel like it's tied to cologne culture too. Like, Oh, cologne. Did they not have cologne in there to spray too? They didn't. No, there was no bathroom attendant. Oh, I mean, so, I, yeah. that's maybe that was what was missing. I mean, th- this is not, you know, a strip club in 1997. No, it's ballroom dancing. It's a little highly. There's not like some ev- dude with like, that. here, have some Dracar Noir and a black and mild cigar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I have. So Oz, which is Chris, what's his face? What's his, what's Chris that? Chris Klein. Chris Klein. But he's Chris, too. He's Chris Oz. That's true. Boy, but. Whatever. But Oz. Okay. So Oz. He is, like, on a date with a, a college chick. Suck me beautiful. But he says, suck me beautiful after he already knows that she is a postmodern feminist thought major <laughs> she already says this he's not listening at all he doesn't even know what that means like is, is there a cut scene where stifler tells him he should say that no it can't be because stifler like makes fun of him for saying that where even stifler thinks that's like, ridiculous what is happening in life like why are we like what 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 I don't know but she like she laughs in his face <laughs> she does laugh in his face hey, good for ladies Laugh at a dude if he tries. That's that crap. great. That's great. But then she does say like, but he has to like. People, my friends call me Nova, like Casanova, like oh, like putting the coffin, the nail in the coffin there. But then she says like, like women want you like if you want to be romantic. It's like then I'm like record scratch. Like does he think that's romantic or he's just he's just trying to get laid? Um, but she's like, you need to ask questions. You need to like you know know more about them and blah 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 blah. But I'm like. Also, too, she's older than him. She knows, like, he's not trying to be romantic. He's just, like, trying to get, like, not even get in her pants, get her in his pants. Right. Like, that's not even what's trying to happen. He's, like, going for the low-hanging fruit, literally. And he eventually falls in love, but the, the real, whatever it means, but it's like, yeah, you just have to, like, ask him questions and listen to him and shit. Like, right, like, like, like literally The sensitive guy is just a play. It's like the naked man. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's some, that's some how I met your mother stuff. Um, but no, he like, he it's very part of the quickly. It's part of the Barney Stinson playbook. Like the sensitive honestly, guy. Honestly, like his transformation, so to speak, could be a plot of a movie all its own. Like, it wouldn't need any more of this. In 1999, just him going from being, like, kind of the jock, like, suck me beautiful, which... (laughs) I'm sorry. No. (laughs) No one wants that. No one wants that ever. Ever, 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 ever. So you're saying I shouldn't try that on you on Wednesday? (laughs) You could try, but, like, I'm telling you right now, and I don't think we've been married long enough to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you've you've never once said anything remotely like that like and i think that that's probably I've said a few things remotely like that um, as like yeah. <laughs> yeah. right like but also like maybe like maybe, but <laughs> but no like no one wants that ever 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 like you if you want to get sucked by a beautiful person 
You got to start somewhere else. <laughs> that's not where you start. Don't start there. No. All right. No, that's not where you start. But, all right, so. I'm at Stifler's party. Where are you? That that's right after that I have a selfish party. <laughs> so in in the in the the beer scene, right? The beer scene. I have Stifler's shirt. He's wearing basically a Hawaiian shirt with mixed drinks on it, like some tiki oh, culture. Right. That I, is really in today. Like, I, I said I like Stifler's shirt weekend, is like really like swingers vibe. No, I I could wear that this weekend. You could, but a lot of the shirts in this movie. We're like very much like button up, kind of like kind of tiki, kind of drink. Like, like some Hawaiian kind of. There, Hawaiian, there, was a real, there were like, all a kind lot of ironically Tom Bahama. I, but I don't remember anyone. That was not a thing. No, back then. not no. not here. Not no, here. People no, people were wearing plaids. Yeah, but no, that was not a thing. Not at all. So that was. It. I, I'm curious, like what Michigan culture was like. They were really like pulling in. I'm at Stifler's party too, but I have also Rowan Gardner like really trying to get um, Vicky slash uh, Tara Reed to think about having sex and saying like, isn't it such a beautiful night? They're like literally at this high school party and everybody's shouting all this crazy stuff and like like isn't this like the perfect moment and you're like, so it was like, um, like, like the yeti well do we ever even see the yeti people like, like multiple times we hear like adr of like oh the yeti like oh the yeti smells like you should probably go take a crap <laughs> like i don't even know yeah like what that's going on but like um i'm sure pretty sure like no high school party is ever like the perfect moment someone is really pushing sex really hard in that but um and then then we have Harold, like oh, of Harold Roldy, and Ku- Roldy. Of Harold of Harold and Kumar, the oldest person in this movie. Right, right, right. What's the actor's name? Uh, John Cho. John Cho. John Cho. Who's credited twice in this film? Twice. First, as Milf guy. Milf guy. When did Milf start? Maybe Milf happens in like a rap song or a blog before this, but I feel like this is when Milf went into the zeitgeist right like i okay going deeper i'm gonna i'm going deeper on milfs oh lord don't google it <laughs> don't google it they can get i am google you're getting on MILF. a list you're on a list i'm just going to google milf i'm gonna turn off safe search <laughs> and see what happens oh my gosh you're not even gonna go incognito <laughs> oh my god we're screwed our internet is screwed but yeah i'm I was and curious. also i was like Coral guy or whatever he's coral guy and milf guy. Yeah, he's like singing. Yeah, in the jazz ensemble or whatever they call it. But yeah, I was just curious about that. Like, when did Milf start? Because like Mr. He de- Sulu is he? Yeah, he is Mr. Sulu in the later like uh, Star Trek movies. Oh my! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he doesn't do any of that. That's strictly. I want to hear John Cho say, "Oh my!" Uh, he might. He might get TMTMTM trademarked on that. I've only seen the first Star Trek. We watched a little of part three. Maybe this I weekend. don't. But I, he I didn't show up. Yeah, I haven't seen part two or three yet. Uh, yeah, I was just curious because he does define it for them. Yeah, I, I feel like Milf probably. I I can't remember Milf before this. And like we'll talk about this later, but like she's looking hot. Super, Ooh, super hot. Coolidge, uh, hot under the collar. Woo, woo. We'll get to it. We'll get to her in a little yeah. bit. Um, but, but I just have like next page. I have like the race first sex. I have the Shermanators and Jinkos. 
Well, yeah, the Shermander is in Jinkos. I'll have to look at the, the way the tags for Jinkos look. Where those I think actual Jinkos, Jinkos really might be coming or... back. Wide leg pants are coming back. Watch out, y'all. I mean, Jinkos came back four or five years ago as a brand, but they weren't wide leg pants. We've talked about how I dated a girl with like 73 inch uh, inseam. Right, and how she hated my guts in driver's head. <laughs> but that's cool. I knew where I stood. Um, but yeah, the race of sex, then I was like the whole conversation right now, like I was just curious, like, I mean, I know this, what this whole movie is about, but like, I mean, the conversation right now, I I feel like this is, I mean, this is going to be like a real bummer. I mean, literally this week, um, Texas has passed a lot of like very, um, stringent abortion laws and you know we're not super political but i feel like this this hinges on this whole conversation of there is no repercussions for boys or for men um in terms of sexual responsibility so like the whole this whole conversation of like you know okay we get into like Rowan Gardner standing on his chair like screaming sex 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 before the end no of the year no longer will our penises remain be flaccid and unused Ugh. Ugh. gross <laughs> does that turn you on babe no does that make you that, wanna, like, like get with any of them that makes like everything like sew itself shut <laughs> um but. Right, like, but even like as a teenage boy, like, are you talking about flaccid penises? Are you thinking about your penis not being used, or thinking like, this is like it, this is the time, this has to happen now? But that's a huge part of its culture that's happening right now. It's like there's no consequences. I mean, there's a lot of memes going on. It's like, yeah, okay, why don't we go ahead and do some vasectomies because they're reversal, they're reversible, and they're not even necessarily that effective, so that. Everyone can take some responsibility about sexual awareness about and bringing children to this world. But of course, that's not what we're doing. I just don't have... I'm curious. I mean, I don't know that you can really speak to this, but you maybe you can. Like, was this conversation out there? I mean, I know like you were simultaneously in the world that I was in as a youth group world, but then we went to different high schools. So... I mean, was this the thing that's like, oh my gosh, like who's having sex, who's not having sex? Like, this is it. We have to like, we have to get this out of the way so that our lives can begin. What was the thing? No, I, sex was not a thing for me in high school. It was good, bad, whatever. The The culture that I grew up in, sex was a, a non-issue in high school. Um, but did you hear like, I mean, but tangentially, like... I mean, we grew up in the same the people that had culture. Sex damaged goods, but the like guys still damaged goods. But like the conversation that was happening, like, I mean, I know that your perception of the people probably in your high school that were talking about it because of our upbringing was like, well, they were completely wrong. They were, but like, were people talking about it in that kind of way? No, not at all. Well, I mean, it's great. I mean, and it's something I was I'm, a nerd and a Baptist, so you and, know. A, and a band geek. Hey, band, as we've learned in this film, band and ner- and sex and nerds and sex. And, hey, nerds have sex with the nerds. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. Band geeks have sex with the band geeks. Weirdos have sex with other weirdos. Yeah, everybody's it's having. Fun. Everybody and, who wants to be having sex is pretty you much have having sex, sex outside of your group. And that's fine too. And 
yeah, like if you're interested in having sex, there's someone that's interested in having sex too, and you just need to find each other and go for it. Yeah, it's yeah. Everything's consensual. Everything is fine. So. Well, we do have a moment where they say valid and consensual. I literally have that too. Like, uh, did we have to stipulate that? We did stipulate it, and I said, "So okay, so we're ahead of where we were in like John Hughes movies. Like, it's everything's true. valid and consensual. Ugh. It's not. It's not Revenge of the Nerds. We're not going to go in and drill a hole in something and film ladies in the shower, and they're like, oh no." We're going to broadcast them on the internet fucking net. Yeah, yeah. We have a whole other non-consensual thing happening. But the actual sex to meet the, the, not the bet. It's not a bet. Nobody gets anybody drunk at a party in this movie? No. So we've come a long way. We've come a long way. But we have not figured out how to use the internet or electronic means of communication or photography in this film. It's still early but i'm not it's very early. going to give people a pass no no um, pat no no passes. no passes but we are moving on to something very like i just like wrote down butterfly chairs like like butterfly chairs were huge i don't know if anybody out there had a butterfly chair you could buy them in claire's they were just like a very interesting you know literally like four four angle type frame you could have a cover on it all kinds of stuff i had an orange one that i had in my teenage room and then my dorm then flora arranging oz is watching floral arranging as an attempt to get sensitive so i thought that was interesting and then then that what this brings us back to what we were just talking about but early dating sites i feel like that's with jim which is um jason Jason biggs Biggs is me and jason biggs are naked but naked (laughs) sorry (laughs) like he's posting a picture for an early dating site you know he gets no hits but yeah we have some early foray into the internet and what the internet is capable of i'm not even sure i mean surely in 1999 what they do the internet is capable of because it's not residential dial-up is not capable of streaming video like that 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 video is choppy and grainy I mean, I remember watching WrestleManias and and UFCs and whatnot. Like the and yeah, residential internet is not capable of that level of streaming. It's yeah, it's very sophisticated and like people are able to watch it. Nobody's dropping it, all of that. But but that's like we're we're a little far out from that. But yeah, then and like, well, there goes consent later. A hundred percent. There's there's a ton of lack of consent when yeah. it comes to some of the other stuff. So but, rewind. I've got. I love. In the locker shots, after the, I've had enough of this blowjob BS, I need to get laid, mm-hmm. and she's opening, and the camera is in the locker, as she's opening it, and he's trying to apologize, and then like, close the locker. I love in the locker shots. It's a great shot. I feel like that's way ahead of where I have the- Okay, go ahead. Are, go, but- go back to where you are, babe. I have like the Glee Club slash like the jazz band. Like that's obviously where the gay jokes start with Stifler. Mm, yeah, um, but know. then also as a choral person. I said vocal jazz girls are hot. And I'm like, yeah. Taken. I, I you know. Hey, Ta- babe, hey, 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 hey. But I will also say jazz people, jazz vocal people. Not going to take someone joining the group three weeks before a performance <laughs> where we got like stuff to do. We've all been working so hard to get this right. Not for so, 
a decade for forever and for some our, lacrosse our dude shows life. up some jock is gonna show up and try and like come in and like rock the what what is that amateur hour i just i just felt something from my heart you can get you can go like feel stuff from your heart out someplace else. We've all been doing work here. You can go feel your heart and feel everything senior, else. Senior year, every single person in, in that is like auditioning for vocal scholarships, is working on like they're trying to rank in stuff so they can put it on their resume. They, they're all working like ridiculously hard as someone who has auditioned like at a vocal college level. There's no joke there. It is teeth out, fangs out. Noah's interested in this guy, and they're just like, "Oh, he's joining awfully late." Um, no. Like he has muscles and a penis. I maybe we could just go ahead and like have him in, and and it'd be fine. No, especially not like do like vocal dude who like wants that. He wants the solo so bad. He's not gonna. Oh yeah, like, for like that. blonde tips and John Cho would not be happy. No, this. they would not. But okay, so then moving on. Do that. I just have heart Eugene Levy. Oh man. Ugh. I love Eugene Levy so much. He's amazing in this movie. He is the best awkward and understandable, like just compassionate dad you've ever seen. And also too, in a post um, Schitt's Creek world, he's like a freaking fox. I feel <laughs> like Phoebe talking about, um, what's his face? Uh, oh, Ed Bagley Jr. When she's like, Rawr. and i <laughs> If it were today, it would be Eugene Levy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. We're, we are just starting Shit's Creek. We are. But, like, you see, like he's he is aged really, really well. Absolutely. Fantastically well. But he's also, like, the best character in this movie. I would say, like, and when I talk about, you know, things that I laughed at, I laughed at every single moment with him. I would go so far as to say I've seen, but I've seen American Pie band camp. An American where he's the uh, the camp counselor. At he's a camp band counselor. Camp. Why is he camp counselor at band camp? Well, he's like the camp counselor, but you know who the uh, guidance counselor is at band camp? No, the Shermanator. Oh, that's that's stretching. That's stretching. Right. He's, he's better than that. American Pie, the Naked Mile. He's in mm-hmm. that. He's the one who invented oh, the, the Naked, naked Mile. mile. Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So like back then, it was more about protest and about liberty and less about being nude. <laughs> <laughs> But so he's in every one of them, and he's laugh out loud funny. Like even in terrible movies that have nothing to do with the originals, he's still laugh out loud. Funny he's just in so good. he's just so sincere, and he's just as a dad. Like it's awkward. Everything that could possibly go wrong in their interaction about anything sex wise with him and Jason Biggs goes wrong. But he's just so compassionate, and he's just trying so hard <laughs> to be cool and be there. And I love every second of it. This may have to be a two parter. The sex talk. The, oh, that's what's way. That's way from here. Oh, oh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, we we've got Affleck next. I have Affleck. At, I have Affleck way later, but that's the next note I have. So I have the sex talk before, like when he brings the the perfect perfect. Like, they really did not want to pay Playboy. Like they've got perfect ten hustler and shaved. Right. I don't know. I don't Maybe know that's if I can, happening. Guys, then. I don't know if I can find a perfect ten, a hustler, or a shaved. 
Um, I don't know that Perfect Ten and Shaved exists. Maybe they do. No, but Perfect Ten's a magazine. Is it? Yeah, I think everybody from uh, Not Another Teen Movie were Perfect Ten models. Okay, cool. I feel like I remember Seth Green saying that in the in the commentary. Cool. But yeah, but he he's yeah he's so. <laughs> but I was gonna ask like. What was your sex talk like with your dad or with your mom? Oh, not with my dad. Uh, but my mom, my mom's a nurse, so it was just very clinical. Um, yeah, it was just very much about like body, actual body parts and what they were called and what they did. And but it was very short. Like we didn't revisit it again at any point. Like as to like whether that the assumption was this is what this is, and it was more in relation to like like being preteen and like starting my period like really truly um and then you know talking about it slightly as like what our religious belief was in terms of you know waiting until you were married and then we didn't really talk about it again like to check in whether or not there was just the assumption was that was what was happening so we didn't need to talk about it again i gotta say like my dad was pretty good at it i mean oh it's great he just left a book like you're like read this book and I came back and like, did you read the book? Like, no, I was playing Nintendo. And like, well, why don't you read the book? <laughs> <laughs> and so I read the book. And like, is there anything you have questions about? Like, no, like, I kind of, I read the World Book Encyclopedia. Like, I don't think I realized you weren't supposed to just read it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do remember reading some encyclopedia stuff, like myself. Yeah, like, I just like read R for some reason. I got to reproduction and okay, like, oh man, like I'm nine. Like, this is. This is a lot, but... I mean, I knew stuff before we talked about it. I don't know why. Like, I'm still kind of, like, thinking through that. Like, just through the zeitgeist. Mm. Not sure exactly why that was, yeah, I but... I think I told anybody about... I mean, I'm probably, like, one of the earliest people to know about sex just because we had the World Book Encyclopedia and nobody told me you weren't just supposed to read it cover to cover, like, like a Jack London book. <laughs> and so I just read it. And I'm pretty sure I read the encyclopedia... Or the, the dictionary, too. And, like, just nobody mm. told me you weren't supposed to. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And so, yeah, like, anything you need to know about? Like, no, nah, I kind of read the encyclopedia and kind of kind of got an idea. Like, okay, well, just, it's important that nobody should make you uncomfortable. Like, yeah, you shouldn't make anybody uncomfortable. Yeah. All right, cool. And then I haven't talked about it since then. <laughs> <laughs> I have a vivid memory, and I don't know why this is. It's completely unrelated to, not unrelated, but... Not like my parents' sex talks, but watching Peggy Sue Got Married, um, which has Kathleen Turner and... Um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, but more importantly, not a Coppola, is a Coppola, but doesn't go Nicholas by Coppola. Cage? Yes. Okay. So watching Peggy Sue Got Married with Kathleen Turner and Nicolas Cage and also a cameo from Jim Carrey, but like literally she goes... James Carrey probably at that point. Probably. She goes back in time. She's, you know, a mom, an adult in the 80s and I'm pretty sure it's the 80s. She like has some sort of incident and she goes back in time in the 50s and her mom says like, Peggy do you know what a penis is? Like, stay away from it. Like, and I don't know why, but that, that gloms into my sexual, like, like beginner talk. And I don't know why, but I always think about that for some reason. But I have whole groin area. I'm pretty sure you use Gene Levy. Yeah, he does. He's talking about Hustler Magazine. He is. Yeah. Like their, their emphasis, (laughs) it's a little more exotic. (laughs) Yeah, uh, he's he's great. 
He's great, great. So then I have Affleck. Uh, Casey Affleck. How did Casey Affleck become an Oscar caliber anything? He's terrible in this. He's terrible in the West or the, the uh, Kevin Smith stuff. He's, I don't know. He's good now, right? We haven't watched any of the stuff he's good in, but oh, apparently he's good. The only thing that I've watched that I felt like he's good in is the Oceans movie. Oh, he's great in He's Oceans. so All good in the Oceans movies. He's fantastic as being like a twin brother with Scott Kahn. <laughs> They're so funny. They're perfect. Um, but I haven't watched anything that he's won an Oscar for because it's all depressing I, I and mean, terrible. Maybe we should watch Gone Baby Gone and, and come back. Uh, and then Manchester by the Sea? Uh, no. No thing. But yeah, but I do feel like he is like definitely like, you know, he's in college. He might even, I don't know. He might even be gay. Like there's this, like he's with a dude and like making like, he's like, just like telling, recommending sushi orders. Which he says like spicy tuna hand roll. And then he's talking about like, you know, he's only wanting to tell Rowan Gardner about the sex book when he like expresses the fact that he's looking to like. Should we start calling our niece Rowan Gardner? No, we should not. <laughs> About like when he like expresses that he want her, wants her to like pl- have pleasure too, and he's like, "Oh, you've graduated." Like that's not why these seniors, whoever like put together the sex book, was I wrote, not for the pleasure of women. I wrote, "No high school guy can add anything to a sex manual worth knowing about." No, and but, like I also wrote, "Know thine enemy." No, <laughs> and it's a lot of electronic things. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that what it says? Like, as part of the book, it's like, know thine enemy, and it's talking about, like, sex toys? Yes. Oh, I didn't notice yeah, it's that. Yeah, like, know thine enemy. It has a bunch of vibrators on it. Oh. Yeah, like, like, no, gentlemen, like, be post-human. Like, <laughs> know that women are created weirdly <laughs> and require things, and yeah, so. Anyway. Yes. But it has had, like ancient arts like he's ordering sushi and so therefore he's like this master worldly worldly of the ancient arts he knows all the oriental secrets exactly (laughs) and so like later on i have just like slightly which i don't know if my pages are turning correctly but you know whether or not like when he's looking through the book which he's looking literally looking through the book like while he's trying to give oral sex like sorry you, you can't wait that long the moment is gone if you're flipping through pages i have earlier than that they have like a bushel of condoms and they're looking at it in the hallway at school they are they are there's there's several things i have before this but just like in in connection to this but, yeah book. Going into, he's like in the middle of going down and he's like checking for notes Exactly, but also... And 1999 Courtney Love. 1999 Courtney Love? They're playing uh, Celebrity Skin when oh, he's going down on are her. are they? Oh, they are, yes. 1999 Courtney Love. She has had a troubled life. Yes. And has had some difficulties with addiction, And but damn. 1999 right Courtney Love in Time her $10,000 Versace dress. And going up and playing Celebrity Skin, Malibu. So amazing. Malibu is amazing. one of the greatest talents in punk and grunge music of all time. It's a tragedy that life has just not been better to her. It really has. Yeah, that was fantastic. Like, it's so good. But, like, I have there, you know, with this book, with this, this whole, like, you know mystical vibe is like are we making women's sexuality 
magical and mystical, i.e. making it... Oriental. I'm sorry. Is that... No, not not just oriental, like making it like mythical, like non-existent. Oh, man. Like... It's all out there like... Was it Will Ferrell, the female orgasm? Or the, the clitoris is real, the female orgasm is a myth? I don't know. But I'm pretty the, sure that's from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, the same thing that has uh, me and Jason Biggs are naked. <laughs> Butt naked. But I think, I think um, yeah, Will Ferrell is just like yogging versus <laughs> jogging. But yeah, I, I just have... Prior to that, kind of rolling back a little bit in terms of just high school movies and high school movies that have sports, lacrosse. Like, no one plays lacrosse. Lacrosse, okay, I'm going to roll this back. People do play lacrosse, but lacrosse is like the whitest, whitest it's kids the, the you know. It's the richest, whitest sport you know. That and, and so they're always in high school movies. Always. I said I know more about cricket than I do about lacrosse. I don't know, like... Why don't if you have the thing in your in your stick, why don't you just run and throw it? Like, I mean, like if somebody like runs into Oz. Like, are you allowed mm-hmm. to tackle somebody in lacrosse? I have I don't no know. idea. I don't know what the coach makes it seem like a real like you know whatever move. Yeah, I really don't. I'm not rich or white enough to understand lacrosse. No, but then next we've got chick comes to see him. Why can't I think of that actress's name? Mina Savari. Mina Savari, thank you. But she describes herself as a goody two-shoes choir girl press. And I'm like, mm, raising hand just a little bit <laughs> as to like who I was um, at the time. And that's probably very true. And then I have a note. No idea what it says. Oh, why wouldn't you leave the kitchen before fucking a pie? <laughs> the whole title sequence of this movie. I mean, you wouldn't because it doesn't work for the movie, but you probably would in real life. Somebody's going to ask about the pie. Like, oh, what happened to the pie? Somebody... I mean, to be fair, mom leaves a note like as if I'm not going to be home for late. Like, yeah, here's the pie for you. Home. You know, when that, like, yeah, but the, no one is aware of anyone in the house in this movie. He acts like... Eugene Levy, which I think is delightful, and I'll write that later. Like, he's like, hi, Jim. I just came. I was like, as if they don't live together, and he just happens upon him, like, like standing outside of his like, door. Like, we'll just tell your mother that we ate the whole thing. Like, right. He's like, I, you know, hi, Jim. Like, I, like, I don't. I just happen to be walking. Right. Like, I just happen to be walking by your door in our house that we live in. Like, it's, it's so I, formal, but it's hilarious. I mean, yeah. Warm apple pie is not a good no. Okay, I'm I, I I'm not gonna comment on that. I don't know, Sorry. but it seems like the whole thing. Honestly, like anyone should be commenting on this. The whole concept of the whole movie, but I just have like, what was the vibe about sex at school, which we kind of talked about, and then I could change clothes at your place, is what Nadia says when she's gonna come from ballet class. Which let's make a note timestamp or whatever she's not wearing clothes that looks like she came from she ballet doesn't class doesn't look like she came from ballet no class. she no. doesn't but then everybody's like like mouth open like ah dude what like, like, broadcast, like, even finch who's supposed to be kind of the woke one is like yes you should broadcast that all over the well, internet but even it's like you're gonna have a naked chick at your house she's gonna like momentarily be taking one piece of clothing off and putting on another piece of clothing and then i literally have under this like never tell anyone that you're in the shower that was a message like if someone called 
like like that was a thing like to my sisters like from my parents from my mother specifically if someone called and said like in the shower no because some boy is gonna imagine you in the shower oh man like this is what this is like oh my gosh i'm imagining you in the shower right now well that's totally different uh, but that was thing like oh my gosh i can't talk about it like it does like as if like we as people don't shower but we should watch there's a documentary on amazon that popped up after i watched the time warp the legend of the best cult movies of all time like skin like a history of nudity in movies and it's like a bunch of little old ladies talking about their nude scenes in movies like 40 <laughs> and 50 and 60 years ago i love it we should see if shannon elizabeth is in that we should but yeah, it's only like, you know, oh my gosh, she's going to be like for a hot second. Like, like if you can't like take pictures of a naked girl in your house, how are you going to have sex with a naked <laughs> girl? Like, I'm pretty sure that is not related at all. I don't know. I, I do feel like there's a moment there where she's like looking at herself in the mirror and she's kind of like pushing her stomach out. And mm-hmm. like, she's not satisfied with her body. No. And, and she is gorgeous. But she is. There's something to be said for that. The, I mean, that was the thing, like, that's what someone would do. I, 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 as a woman, like, changing clothes anywhere that you are, you're going to look at yourself and that's what you're going to do. But that is not any that's kind of so invitation. Private. That is so private. Yeah, that's that's you changing. Now, and then we get into a whole different conversation of her. And then like, she finds the porn. <laughs> she finds the porn. She's, like, snooping around. She finds the porn. Then she decides, like, she's, I mean, I'm I'm going to say the fact that she lays on his bed and she's going to start like masturbating and pleasuring herself to his porn. She's waiting for him to come back. Yes. She is. She is. And and I I'm not going to like there's no whatever, but she did not consent to be recorded. She she may have been saying I could just change. She could be saying I could just change at your house and she could have been coding that for something else. But just on its basic face level, that does not mean like at some point, anything. like go downstairs and grab like a snack or something. Like, at some point, like it's been like thirty-eight minutes, you know? Right, like it, like he like uh, ran to like down the block, <laughs> like that. That was weird. Yeah, like, at some at some point, there's like, should I go check on her? Like, is she still alive? Well, like, should I go check on him? Like, what happened to him? Like, I was just gonna change my clothes, and now like I'm bored. And now I found this porn and all, all of this is happening. Yeah, never. T- uh, then it's like leads to a sex crime. Like literally, like this is a sex crime where this is happening. Oh, and then I, oh, then I have like completely different. Like this is like letting your friends into your work after hours. Oh, man. I, I mean, never did that. But you, you like you probably came to my store after hours. Oh, I, I came hours. to your store after hours. I helped you, like vacuumed your store. Right, like this is the thing, like you know, closing was like when your person closing of a store, like letting your friends in the space and like just waiting for you to close. I or... was never the last person out, so I, I really couldn't. But but yeah, I've been to your place and helped you vacuum and helped you close the store. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the so we could get out and go and drink right. some coffee or something. Yeah, or like go to Chili's or wherever. <laughs> yeah. I oh mean, man, I got so fat that year. Uh, we all did margaritas and <laughs> margaritas and uh, chips nachos and salsa. And yes. Unlimited chips and salsa. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, just like that culture of like you know, here you are as a teenager. Like, why do you have that level of responsibility when you're closing a store and you're like making a bank drop and 
like no one else is doing it with you or the only one doing it. And so, you know, anyone can come by. It kind of feels like the same whatever is like when you're babysitting and like <laughs> you let someone else come over like and it's hang real out. Michael Myers kind of situation. I it could lead to one, I suppose, but I don't know. We should like run off to Mexico with one of those bank drops at one point. <laughs> None of those were good enough, but <laughs> for that, but and then they're talking about like, you know, going to schools and not knowing what you should do. And I really feel like that's an essence of this time period. You know, there's a lot of conversation about sex. There's a lot of conversation about all this stuff. But like, what school should I go to? What should I major in? Like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I feel like, and then he says that too. And she's like, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. Like feeling like everyone else has a direction and you don't. I mean, I think that's so relevant. I mean, and I tell people that all the time. I mean, I talk to people that are getting ready to graduate all the time. It's like, don't be afraid that it's a high possibility. You're not going to do, you're not going to end up doing something in your major. And that's okay. Don't yeah. be afraid of that. I mean, I went to college for 11 years out of 14. <laughs> and that turned out okay. You know, I had three majors three degrees and it's all right yeah don't be afraid like you can you can go with something know that you're like and here i am like feeling like i do like on a regular day even if you started working in the realm that is your major you don't have to stick there you in a year or two or three you're not solidified yourself into only being in that field well i don't know you get a doctorate in the field and then you're kind of stuck there but that's different if you've that's a lot <laughs> you get a doctorate and you work for 30 years in a field and you're kind of stuck that's different if you get a at a just a you know an undergraduate degree and you work for a few years your skills are transferable you you have not sold yourself to whatever field you're in. You have flexibility. It's okay. People will not think that you were only suited for whatever that is. <laughs> you're going to be well, all right. We're all over the place. The next note I have is the love of his life is right in front of his eyes the entire time. Who are you talking about? Jim and Michelle. Well, yes, she is. I mean, we don't know that in this movie. No, she's... We don't really... We don't even start to figure that out until two hours into the second movie. Barely into the second movie. Yeah. Like it's, it's barely there even in this one. Babe, sorry, but that resonates with me. (laughs) Uh, That's fair. He's been there sitting in class next to the love of his life since he was a teenager. Sorry if that resonates with me. I mean, (laughs) that's fine, but I wasn't that girl. I was too cool for you <laughs> i was not like the band geek chick i was your fucking band geek suppose like yeah but i never saw you that way i didn't think of you as a band geek at all but we were around yes yes i just have a note on the school murals there's a <laughs> those are weird they're real weird Send a lot of time like focusing on them there's and then, a like, lot of going them. down to see us like we're panning over to see other things, but the, like they go to that mural over and over again. There's multiple ones, yeah. There's a lot, and then I have like always the conflict. If you we... Fred Flintstone double book, that's a hundred percent what I wrote. I wrote classic Flintstone order of the buffaloes. <laughs> <laughs> like they have to go to the bowling tournament and, and the dance or whatever. Whatever or it we is, we have to do the. Yes, it, it, it's 
it's whip it and we have to go to the the fashion show and the the finals we have to go to the lacrosse tournament and the singing tournament like come on can it's we get a-, a little less lazy here I mean, I understand that it is like you having to come to terms. Like, what is the most important thing? And to it's you? always like three minutes before. Like, oh, those are the same day. I know. Like, Everyone you need has a calendar. Full. Really lack of scheduling. I like. Oh, that's Saturday. Yeah, you've been working on this for you. But you join you join jazz late. Everyone hates you because it's on their resume. They've been working their butts off for four years for this to be their but moment. But the same day as state? Right. Like, three weeks away, the the, the choral teacher keeps saying, like, Saturday, 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 Sunday, 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 Sean William Scott? Sean W. Scott. Oh, that's how he's credited? Yes. He's he's excellent. Oh, he's fantastic. I don't know how he fits in this school. I don't know. And I have that written down later. Like, like why the, are these the guys... Styles the... He is, because I was like, why are these guys friends? But I'm like... Well, it's like because... They want to go to his after prom party at the lake house that his right. mom got. Like, yeah, they're they're it's the four of them, and then he's tangential. He's kind of a friend of Oz. He's kind of a friend of Oz. They're on the team together. He seems kind of like connected to Biggs and Rowan Gardner. Not really Finch, they're, but they have some sort of rivalry because they like included in in the whole like rumor mill thing, mm. but. But yeah, like they don't seem to be that friends. But like I did have like, but why are all of these guys friends? I kind of want just one statement that says like, you know, we've been friends from middle school middle, or right. whatever. Like because to me, it doesn't seem like they would be. They don't fit. Stifler does say in this like when he's they're having the big uh, the lake party like Stifler's Palace of Love <laughs> in part two. After they all take each other's clothes off and are molesting each other to try to get the quote unquote lesbians to do more. Right, right. He's like answering a phone. He says, Stifler's Palace of Love. Like, uh, straight love. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot That's of. A, that, there, there's, there's some some difficulties in, right. in, in there, dealing we, with Right. We haven't gone, we films. have not gotten woke on that just yet. Um, Moving on just a little bit, um, then I've got, you know, Rowan Gardner's been reading this ancient book and has figured out how to uh, tungalingusly give an orgasm. tungalingusly? I did. Um, <laughs> anyway, but that wasn't anyone I was really technically going to talk about. Like, I was kind of talking, wanted to talk about childhood teenage bedrooms. Like, just... <laughs> You know, she's got this Laura Ashley wallpaper on all these snow globes. And, like, you're making this transition from, like, this is your childhood bedroom also becoming your teenage There's bedroom. a lot of childhood bedrooms. I mean, Jim's bedroom has the plaid wallpaper and mm-hmm. the the bowling pin on the top shelf of his bookshelf that keeps on 
like wobbling every time he dances but never falls over. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, it is wobbling every time he's like humping a chair or <laughs> like flossing himself with his pants. It's wobbly. <laughs> it never falls over. Or then when he and Michelle have sex and in Stifler's brother's room and there's they the break dog toy. They break everything, <laughs> like every lamp and like He's like in bed with a dinosaur at the end. Right. Like it's just <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's something I'm visualizing, but just like limbs going everywhere and everything. Break the lamp, like smash the (laughs) thing of marbles. It's it's great. That that scene is fantastic. But then, okay, then I've got like the assistant coach. He just echoing everything. It's hilarious. I never noticed it in watching this before. Why is this not a thing in every coach movie? It's so funny. I mean, the coach is just like, never think you're going to score unless you know you're absolutely going to score. You're going to (laughs) score. You just. (laughs) I just need you to follow behind me. And just like hype man you. Because it's basically what it is. I'll do it to you. We go to to bar stuff. I'll completely hype man you if you hype man me on medical stuff <laughs> for sure sure what do you want i don't know talk about your talk about your pure bar stuff oh uh, the i don't know come up with something and like she's just, gonna come up with something <laughs> all right cool that's what we got all right the, the, that's the vibe it is like, like everybody you need to get your vaccine the science says the vaccine all right thank you you're welcome all right <laughs> okay i have go home bird teacher i've had enough yeah exactly it's a real slow played prank and joke that is great because it's two minutes into the movie and finch is like i did all the latin homework here you go well he doesn't even say that he's like i they're like did you do the latin homework he's He's like like, yes like my dog ate it Right, he's like telling them a lot, like so he doesn't really willingly give it up, but it's obvious that like none of them do it, and they ask him for the Latin homework every day, and then Tasha, uh, Natasha Leone, who, who Natasha Leone, we haven't, how have we gotten into this without mentioning her? She's gonna have to go into the deep dive because she's a whole crazy mess. I mean, she like was dying of hepatitis in Eastern Europe in a ditch, in a, and she's great now, and she's in. Russian doll, which seems fantastic. It does. Which we she, haven't even. But she was seeing like Orange is the New Black even before that. Really? Yeah, I think that's where she kind of oh, had her Orange comeback. Orange is the New Black, I feel like, is a huge cultural miss for me. It, yeah, I think so too. But like that for me too. I was gonna watch it on a plane, and it opens up with like that '70s show and the main character like naked making out in the shower, and I'm like on the plane, like sitting next to some like 16 year old kid, like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 not the place, not the place. Like, like, why am I looking at Donna's boobies next to some kid? Like, nope, 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 nope. Right. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, but so it's like much later on that she's like, is this transition co- correct? And she's like, um, Vicky Tara reads like, I got it from Kevin, which means he got it from Finch, who Finch like totally pwned him and got like gave him the wrong answer so that's a it's a long played joke which i thought was funny i like made zach rewind i was like what did she say that that translation was i have so much of this movies in school and there's no adults and i no. love that i love when things are in the hallway or in the class after the school is or after the the class is over or like getting coming in your car to school before school starts i love it those are the moments in high school that i remember 
barely any teachers in this. But yeah. But I have like, okay, Natasha Leone and Tara Reid are talking. And she's like, it's, it's just like, I think I want to do it with him. She's like, it's okay that he's talking about sex all the time. He's just a guy. Like, I'm not sure if he needs to tell me that he loves me. Like, like, why is that okay? Like, why are we, why do we continue to perpetuate this? Like, that's like, I mean, I've been listening, like, I'm a 40 year old woman. So I have some, some views. I'm detached from a lot of this, but also listening to a lot of stuff. It's like, you know, and a lot of policies that are going in place and a lot of these things, it's like, it is women's job to thwart the advances of men. That is what we tell girls. It is your job to squeeze your legs together, completely not feel anything. You're not supposed to have Guys, any sexual agency Guys. of yourself. Guys, be cool. Dudes, be cool. And we're probably not talking to any teenagers right now. We're, no. we're not. We're probably talking to people in the 30s and 40s. Old white guys. Be cool. But old white guys. But that's the rhetoric. Be cool. For those of this you world. that are are procreating, which we have not, and we are not. Just keep that in mind. That that's the rhetoric that is going out there. That men are unstoppable. That they're a force. And that girls are like boys are unstoppable. They're a force. They have a feeling. They're going to push forward no matter what. And it's girls' responsibilities to stop them. Guys. And if they don't, if they don't because they don't want to, because they have sexual agency over themselves and they realize that that is something that they want, then that makes them a terrible, that makes them a slut. That makes them a terrible person. If they, don't and then there are consequences then they are now screwed and that their lives are not important enough to preserve and even if in other if we go back to other court decisions that even in rape consequences that boys lives are worth saving and because there's so much promise I mean that's political corner sorry I'm, I'm sorry, not trying guys. but but this is a real thing like I think that everyone who may be listening to this, whether you came from the forbidden world, which you have been taught a certain thing and you probably feel a certain way and you probably have some conflicting feelings about it now, or you haven't come from the forbidden world. Just put the dick away until she asks you. Let her ask. If she asks, you should be feel privileged. Go like whip like helicopter that crap if she asks you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even if she just asks, like, can I see it? Like, go, fu- go full on helicopter. I have prom theme. Oh, yes. Yes. Prom themes. I, I get, I'm, I'm assuming they had an Arabian Nights prom theme. They missed a real opportunity. They had Blink-182 in this movie. I know. Why was and, it Blink-182? Like, I mean. Like at, the, at the prom. I mean, we've watched with our movie club, uh, Idle Hands. Right. And the prom is uh, The Offspring. Yes. And that's the same year as this? Maybe a year earlier? Like, why is Blink-182 not the problem? I don't know. They're, they're, they, first of all, they're watching the live stream of everything, so they should have to be playing the prom. Yeah. I mean, they do, uh, Don't You Forget About Me, which is pretty great. Yes, they do. They do. What was your prom theme? Um, okay, so I don't, so I went to three. I guess I went to four. 
Um, I, your senior prom at your school. My I don't senior, want to talk about any banquets at any Christian schools. I want to talk I about. I went to two proms at my school. Your senior prom at your school. Oh man, I remember one, and I don't remember if it was junior year or senior year, but it was Love's Secret Garden. Uh, it was terrible, and the photo op was like kind of like a food cart, and so we were like, <laughs> I our prom senior year they announced on the thingy that it was going to be titanic uh-huh. before the results were in from the election so mm-hmm. fake news <laughs> they had the election for prom theme and it was um eric clapton wonderful tonight that's nice i like that's that a really lovely yeah I, I think my junior prom was knights in white satin Ooh, that's cool yeah i need to go back and because i'm pretty sure that love secret garden was junior year because i'm visualizing the photo and like literally there was like a baguette like and there was like a love secret love secret food cart i think is like what we joked about but i don't remember what senior year was and i'll have to go back and see if i can find it like in the yearbook or something but um i i do have that too so but then i read jim's truth Jim kind of like has a moment. So Chris, uh, no, Jason Biggs is like, why do we have to keep talking about sex? I'm not even interested in sex anymore because we keep talking about it. It's too much. The pressure is too much. What's the deal? And everyone's kind of on board with that, except for Rowan Gardner, who feels like he's been in a relationship for a while. And he he kind of feels like he's owed sex. Mm. Like that's where he's at. Like he feels like he's put the time in. He's owed it. He's he literally says, I know he doesn't mean for his girlfriend to hear this, but he's tired of this, like, you know, blowjob blow BS. BS and ready to get laid. And like, I really don't like Rowan Gardner in this movie. No, I think that's why he's jerk. done this. This I mean, this series ruined him. I have to say, because he's not likable in this first one. He's supposed to be kind of the main star, I think. I feel like Jason Biggs is the main star. I think but... Jason Biggs is the breakout star, but we've got vignettes. Throwing some shade. I do. I think we've got vignettes, and Roman Gardner is like kind of, you know, he's not goofy or like, you know, Jason Biggs is kind of pathetic in some ways. He's lovable and likable, but he's he's tragic or not tragic. But I'm curious to go he back. Like, to go back and maybe watch this thinking of Rowan Gardner as the main character. I I'm, I'm, I wonder. I I need, I, I need to think about that. I I came from that perspective that like I think he's the main driver. He's like the main but things that don't go his way. And so he's kind I'd of I'd say that everybody but him is the most memorable in this movie. I agree. I agree and everyone has Even a part better Even 3 that doesn't have Oz in it. You know, like, he's still, Oz is more of a presence than he is. I think everybody else finds their truth and finds their peace in this, if if there's peace to be found in their sexual conquest, whether it is actually having sex or finding a relationship or whatever it is. I don't know. I feel like part two, Rowan Gardner might be a little more likable. Maybe. I, I feel like that's, the, like, the, the ending scene is, like, like we we toasted to the next step, and I don't feel like I ever took it. Okay, I think that's his big character arc. Is Maybe that he so. Never it, grew up. 
and and I don't think he did. Like I feel like he's the one that's like lagging behind. I think that the sex or the lack of sex, he, he like because they even say like we don't all need to do this for you to do this. If you're afraid, like you don't need us to rally behind you to have sex if you're afraid. And I think sex kind of also represents him just graduating and taking the next step and all these things. He's afraid of losing, even though he's not like the man on campus, he still has this relationship and they haven't been able to to move forward. He's not sure if he loves her. There, there's a lot there that he's like trying to figure out and he feels like sex is going to kind of answer some questions that that he like doesn't know how to answer. And I think that that's true for a lot of people. They think that sex is going to solve, they're going to, it's going to solve everything. And I think that the, what we see with their relationship, it's like they have sex, but like he thinks it's okay. I don't think he thinks it's great. Like, I think that, you know, it's better for him than it is for her because we already set up the fact that like, is sex going to hurt the first time? Yes, it is. And she's slightly uncomfortable, but like, then we see the juxtaposition of, Oz and Heather and they're just like so romantic and like you know passionate and because they're like they just want to be together right and he just wants to have sex yeah it's all about like the act of it and it's so awkward and and uncomfortable even though they should how do you want to do it like what position like that oh who who says that like it's it it's a it should be about their connection but obviously they don't have that connection anymore we've we're already past that because there are she's already thinking about how far away they're going to be and like all of these these things that are kind of getting in between the connection that they have. She says I love you the first time basically saying goodbye. Well, she's well, I guess that's true. She says I love you at, at her like him reading her acceptance to a different yeah. college. Yeah. He, he's trying to say I love you to say we're going to be together forever and she says I love you saying goodbye yeah it's the beginning of the end for her and she decides that she's gonna have sex with him but only because like if i don't have sex with him with someone who i know that i cared about i'm just gonna have sex with someone randomly in college for the first time and well a kind of have maybe wished that it was with him someone that i had a connection with and so that's why she decides to and basically that is like the decision is like i'm gonna have sex with him so that my first time is not with some random stranger. The next thing I have is Stifler's mom is younger than me. Oh, uh, I know. She's 38. She's so hot. She's so hot oh, in this man. first movie. Like I like my scotch like I like my men 18 years aged. <laughs> she is fabulous. Oh, my. Get more of her. So more much of her. Of that. But even then, like, they decide they're going to have sex. And she says, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, like, oh, Finch, like, oh, Stifler's mom. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but he learns her name and then think it's the second one. Yes, but, but he then, she's, then yeah. she says, like, call me Stifler's mom. <laughs> but I just love that because she definitely says, like, are you, you know, she's like, Mr. Finch, are you trying to seduce me? Like, like yes, they're And they're I playing, am. you know, <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. Robinson. But, like, the fact that she says, oh, you're dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> love you know you thought that a time or two about me. <laughs> I love it so so much. Oh my gosh! I wrote like, how old are the principals? And we I don't we know. did a little more research on this than we normally do. Most of the principals are eighteen to twenty-one years old. Mm-hmm. That's 
huge for a high school movie. Mm-hmm. That's not the way things usually work. I mean, so I maybe think, you're slightly ancillary characters like, like Allison like Hannigan. Stifler and Allison and... Hannigan are almost thirty, but everybody else is eighteen to twenty. Which they, but they all seem. They're I all mean, playing seventeen to eighteen, and, and they all seem to fit. I mean, really, truly, they don't seem way out there. But man, Jennifer Coolidge. Like from Jennifer Coolidge, from she's then, like thirteen years older than Sean William Scott. <laughs> but she, like, she, but her, her change. I, I will, I would like to talk about this. Like her change for the second one, um, and then even her in um, Legally Blonde. Mm. Like, there's a lot of plastic surgery that's happening. You know, for some reason, I don't know. She gains some weight. That's what women do. No shade. It happens. No big deal. But there's also it's her birthday today. Yeah, like randomly, literally, this is this is algorithms and your phone listening to you at work. We're watching this movie. I like turn on Instagram and it's like the search feature or whatever. And the first square is like her in like 2008, and then her now. You know, it was like crazy because I mean, obviously, I don't follow I don't follow her specifically, but I think that it was saying like "Happy birthday to her," which great, happy birthday to Jennifer Coolidge. Yes, happy birthday! And she's so, like, regardless, I don't care how old she is, I don't care how much plastic surgery she's had, how hey, much weight I'm, she's gained. I'm a whole lot Whatever. older than I was a few years ago. She I'm a- is funny. She is on point in every movie I've ever seen her in. She is so like dialed in yeah have you ever seen her not be funny have you ever seen her not be charming and have you ever seen her not be sexy in a certain kind of way absolutely but she is like legitimately like she's young and vibrant she she looks hot like and like completely and to know that she's two years younger than i am right now um is like wow but she looks it she's great i love it i mean she's not 60 yet no. Which is crazy to think about. She's been working it. She's been working it this whole time. I love I, her. Maybe She's today's fantastic. her 60th birthday, actually. It could have been. Could, we'll have to look for sure. But then I kind of, you know, we rounded out, you know, everyone kind of has their moments. The movie, the movie kind of wraps up and ends. And I kind of, as an afterthought, have talking about like Blink-182. And that, like, they weren't, to me, I mean, they had songs in 1999. They weren't that important to me in 1999. But then in college, like, that next few years, they were huge. Oh, this is the we We talked about Travis Barker and Scott Rayner. Yes. And we should go deeper on that. I mean. We got to go back and look at the movie and freeze frame it. I'm I certain feel like I saw, we saw Travis Scott Barker. Barker. But Scott Rayner, or Travis Barker, but Scott Rayner is credited. Yeah, it was and just really interesting. Ma- I mean, being Scott Rayner. I mean, this is a guy who was with them for their first three albums, who was one of the founding members, and who just was gone for the millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars they made. And Travis Barker just showed up out of the Aquabats. I mean, that happens. But I remember the Aquabats. Like, the Aquabats were probably a bigger part of my, like, (laughs) high school, whatever, than Blink-182 was. Um, But, like, getting into, like... Those first few years of college, the first couple of years of 2000, like TRL, MTV, like all the small things, all that video was played so many times. And that just makes me kind of move into the real world and like all the MTV programming that we were watching. Thinking about pre-Travis Barker, Blink-182 just makes me think of the Josie video and um, and Alyssa Milano. <laughs> ah. 
yeah, there will probably be some like showtimes, the outer limits, and maybe embrace the vampire that show up here at some point. Yeah, our... we'll figure out because like that that's so deep dive is like not anywhere anywhere near the radar. We'll probably do some programming that's like. Uh, see, I think Ashley, my sister, had Teen Steam, the Alyssa Milano workout video. Okay. And my cousins came over the first time they'd ever been to Nashville, and my cousin Seth popped out that video like oh Alyssa Milano like she's hot she's a babe a babe all right well let's talk about that yeah that's a lot to unpack I mean he's one year older than I am so yeah I mean I just think of her like from who's the boss that's like my experience with that but she's hot she's a babe babe okay we'll we'll have to get into that so do I have anything else um no I have nothing else well, we've we've really covered this. We've gone long, we've gone hard, we've gone deep, and uh, we're gonna go deeper next week. Right, um, babe. Yeah. Would you object if I said you were quite stunning? <laughs> no, give me a scotch. <laughs> I think I'm your kind of guy. I think you're definitely my kind of guy. <laughs> All right, so hit us up at Instagram, at Forbidden Cinema. And you can share your thoughts or ideas or anything like that at our Gmail address, ForbiddenCinemaPodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll deep diver a little next week and get into, we're finishing up our back to school realm and and getting ready to get spooky. Ooh, man, it's October almost. Oh, man, we're going to pivot from back to school straight into horror and we didn't talk but like there's a lot of group showering in this movie in this movie yeah they're like all the guys like were coming out of the shower after lacrosse practice are you sure you guys didn't group shower in in high school are you sure in high school absolutely not oh man like yeah if they're coming out of lacrosse practice they're all just coming out of the shower in their towels and sorry you guys didn't group shower together after gym class no all sweaty and dirty and no no. Oh, man. We didn't exert ourselves that much. Okay. And and it was a liability. They didn't want anyone to slip and fall. Oh. So, sorry. Sorry. Life is not as fun as it should be. It's not as fun as an 80s movie. All right. Sorry. Well, there, there's guys, your There's your takeaway. Go live your best 80s, 90s, or 1999 movie this week, and we will see you very soon. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, we love guys. you guys. Take care of yourself and take care of someone else if you can. Be careful out there. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.